Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now to the centre of the North Island in Tai Happy's steep hill country where farmers can't do without well-trained working dogs. Hi. Big. Oh, you're gorgeous. <laughs> I hope you are. You don't have to shout. You really don't. I mean, years ago, I've changed. Years ago, I used to shout a bit and rant and rave. She was trying to give you a kiss. I know she loves me. <laughs> she don't, They all love me. If I sit down on the chair, they're all over me like a rat. No, look, she's not supposed to do that. She's really not. But, um, yeah, I try to, if the dogs... Um, close to me I just speak very very quietly and I'm and I hear some people they go to put their dogs away in the kennel and they're shouting they're saying behind get up here get in here and they're shouting and the dogs are only a few feet away and the dogs don't come to the kennels and it's all a bit of a performance whereas I don't have to do that they're usually there waiting for me and I sound a little quiet voice hope or something and she'll come over and jump in the kennel and that's just what they've been brought up with because they're only a few feet away. They've got fabulous hearing. If you shout at them when they're only a few feet away, what are you going to do when they're sort of half a mile away out in the paddock with the wind blowing? <laughs> I mean, you just cannot have that sort of volume. <laughs> hey, speak. Isn't she gorgeous? If you were a working dog, you'd certainly want to be living with Anna Holland. To say she loves dogs is a bit of an understatement. Would some farmers be surprised to hear that you cuddle your working dogs? No, they wouldn't be surprised that I do, (laughs) but they wouldn't do it. (laughs) That's the difference. Um, And and a lot of farmers and a lot of dog trialists and a lot of people will say you shouldn't pat your working dogs, you shouldn't touch them, you shouldn't pat them, let alone do what I do. And um, I say to that... And I'd love you to leave this in. Crap. Complete crap. You can cuddle them and love them and pat them and do all of that and they can still respect you and do what they're told. Mine do. Most of the time. And I don't expect perfection. And I think this is where it's really, really sad because people expect total perfection from their dogs, particularly dog trialists. And um, nothing in life is perfect, but they want total, total, total perfection from their dogs. And in order to get that, the dogs' lives can be pretty bloody awful. And I think it's sad. So it used to be a shepherd. Yes, I did that for um, about 25 years. I left home when I was 17 and much to my parents' horror and left to work on the land. And I did it for years and years and years and years. Maud. Be quiet, Maud. You were in the city too. You were a city girl. City girl, born and raised in the heart of Auckland. And um, most 
parents spent a total fortune on my education and here I am covered in mud and none of it means a thing. So at 17 you left school to work on a farm. Yes. Where did you go? Um, well I really, really wanted to go to uh, work on a sheep and beef farm but really difficult and I couldn't find a job. In those days, because we're talking about a very, very long time ago, um, it was nothing to see women working on dairy farms. There was plenty of women working on dairy farms. There was plenty of people working in the racing industry with racehorses, but that's not what I wanted. But very, very few females working on sheep and beef farms. And any woman that was, was either helping dad or maybe helping her husband, possibly, or a brother or somebody, um, and not that seriously. They were sort of giving a bit of a hand. Most farmers' wives were wives and mothers, and they had beautiful gardens, and they had beautiful houses, and they did lots of fabulous cooking, and looked gorgeous, and they weren't required on the farm because there was plenty of farm workers on the farms in those days. Maybe the odd one did a bit of book work, but not usually. Um, they'd go out at docking time, perhaps drench a few lambs, and that was about their lot. But because times have changed so much, and um, there aren't the staff, people can't afford the staff, so wives have now become a huge, huge part of farming, way more than they've ever been apart from the war when they were land girls. So have you been treated along the way, being a, a woman in a man's world, really? <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Just don't get me started. Some would say I've got a bit of a chip on my shoulder as a result. No, I haven't really, but it was... Um, really 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 difficult nobody wanted to employ a woman men just didn't think a woman could do the work so they didn't want to employ you the wives didn't want their men working with a woman so you were looking for a job on right. a sheep and beef farm yes. but you couldn't find one couldn't find one so I went and worked on a dairy farm for six months and I actually really really enjoyed that it was a um a Jersey stud in Waihee, and I was there for six months. They had uh, racehorses, so that was rather fun. I took my horse with me there. Uh, there weren't in those days weekends off. It was seven days a week. Things were very different, though the odd time we used to, on a gorgeous day, we'd pack a couple of fishing rods, Barry and I, and we'd turtle off and sit on the rocks and catch snapper, which was really, really good. There was good fishing in those days from the rocks. And all the time were your parents hoping you'd get it out of your system? Totally. <laughs> Completely and utterly. And... Ever since I was about five years old, um, because this, how it happened was, we used to go down to a relative's farm in the wire wrapper once a year. And I used to pot around with the animals and things. And then when I was big enough to ride a horse, he had borrowed a pony from the neighbour and sat a sheepskin on it, plunked me on the top and took me around the lambing beat. And he used to call me his little land girl. And I loved this, absolutely totally loved it. People used to say to you, as they do when you're young and at school and various things, they'd say, and what are you going to do when you grow up, Anna? And I'd say, I'm going to be a land girl. And everybody used to roll their eyes. Um, and people used to say to my parents, don't worry, she will grow out of it. Well, I never did. 
and I used to dream about it and every wish I made was wishing for a horse or a dog and every time I cut a birthday cake or blew out a candle it was always the same wish <laughs> but the old thing like the book The Secret you get what you want and what you plan for and it's all happened everything everything I've ever really really wanted to happen has happened and now you have 11 dogs 11 dogs yes hopefully get the numbers down shortly one to go this afternoon and your business now is training people to train dogs yes um that's a bit of a long story shall i just let the dogs out so they can have a run around while we stand and chat they'll be desperate they're desperate <laughs> and it just seems a bit mean when they're sitting in their kennel and they could be having a chew on a bone hope get them behind don't chase the pet sheep um Oh, there's so much to say. <laughs> you never thought you were going to get this, did you? <laughs> the long story Anna mentioned began when she started breeding and training dogs again about five years ago. She had a couple of lovely pups ready for new owners. And then I thought, I'm going to have to sell these dogs to somebody. And it brought back all the memories of dreadful things I've seen with dogs. Appalling houses, um, appalling feeding people who don't know how to train them, work them, look after them. And I thought, oh, these poor dogs. I need to do something. I need to train people. I need to teach people, not so much the dogs. So Anna decided to write articles for a country paper. That led to running a few training sessions for dog owners close to home. And then before she knew it, she was on the ferry to the South Island to run training sessions there. I took three dogs with me. Ash, the one that is for sale and hopefully goes today. I took Chloe and Hope with me. I had my single horse float on with five lovely quiet sheep. And Stretcher, Gordon's sleeping bag, all the things that I need and require, and set off. And it was a lot of fun. And I can remember, oh, I'm getting a little lump in my throat, because it was quite emotional. And I'm sitting out there in the line to go on the ferry and I was just thinking how fabulous is this what a huge undertaking and how exciting and then I went into the bar after we were all on and all settled in went into the bar got myself a bottle of bubbly and it was about I don't know 10 o'clock in the morning and I sat down and toasted myself and the trip and had a lovely wee drink (laughs) and it went very well it was a great great trip very successful So what about a few tips for the owners of farm dogs? I I personally think that really you shouldn't start training a dog until it's really about 12 months old. And um, let it be a pup. Okay, a well-mannered pup. But allow it to be relaxed. Allow it to have a little bit of fun. Allow it to be happy. And a lot of people... Oh, I'd hate to be their pup. You know, they're not allowed to do anything. They've got to be so good and so well behaved and you mustn't bark unless you're told to and you must mustn't run around and play and you must be so sensible all the time and I think this is the reason why a lot of people have trouble getting their young young dogs started on stock and interested all the time they've made them be so good they've made them walk at heel not run in front, not have a play, not be relaxed. And then they think, okay, well, let's see if they're interested in stock. And they take them out to where some sheep are. And the dog's too terrified 
to walk in front, too terrified to go and do anything because it's never been allowed to. So therefore, it doesn't go. It won't go. She says you can start instilling manners in a pup from a very young age. If it's a little wee pup and it's about eight or ten weeks old and it's jumping up on me, I'll go, grr, no, and I'll push it down. Or I might give it a little tap on the nose, grr, no. And every time it does something wrong that I don't want it to do, I'll growl at it and I might clap my hands or I'll have a rolled up newspaper and I'll just give it a little bit of a whack with a rolled up newspaper. Now the rolled up newspaper doesn't hurt, but it gives it a fright. Equivalent to a dog snapping at a pup. I don't have a problem with people shouting and ranting and raving or whatever. Where I have the problem is with people beating their dogs. Um, and that does happen? Oh, look, does that happen? It happens appallingly. There's some very, 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 very cruel people out there. And then there's the subject of food. Feed your dog according to the condition of the dog and what it's doing. Too many people feed the same amount of food every day regardless. Then they wonder why there's times the dogs are fat and then they wonder why the dogs are thin. It's, it's ridiculous. You feed according to what the dog is doing. Some people have um, this stupid idea that um, dogs should be fed every other day. It is a ludicrous, ludicrous thought that was around years ago. And it's complete and utter rubbish. Anna, what other dreadful things do you see? (laughs) Or do you hear about the way people treat their dogs? Oh, look. We can't really walk when I talk because I can only do one thing at a time. Um, (laughs) Water troughs or water containers that dogs have. Some of them are just disgusting. Graceful, like you wouldn't believe. Filthy. Filthy, 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 filthy. And they might get topped up with a bit of water occasionally. But what a lot of. Look, I was at some place and one chap, you know, he had a couple of dogs that used to go to the toilet in their water bowl. And he'd say, Oh, the bloody dog, if it does that, it's its own problem. It can bloody drink it. Well, how stupid is that? In the wild, a dog is loose. It does not go to the toilet where it sleeps and where it eats. It goes away. We confine them with chains and kennels. They have nowhere to go. They have to go to the toilet there if they need to go. If their water container's there, as they're turning around in little circles to go to the toilet, they don't think, if I perch here, that poo's going to land right in that water. Dogs don't think like that. And then the dog in the next kennel, if he's a male dog, he'll cock his leg. He's not thinking, well, if I cock it here, oh, it's going to go into my mate's water, I better not. He's just going to cock his leg, and it's going to go in there, through no fault of the dogs. What I would like to see in an ideal world would be for farmers to get up in the morning, regardless of what they're doing, Go and let their dogs out for a bit of a run, just for five minutes. No point opening the door, letting them out, and two seconds later pulling them back again. It takes a wee while to go to the toilet. It takes a wee while for your bowels to get moving. So a five or a ten minute run to go to the toilet. While they're doing that, give the kennels a bit of a clean if it needs cleaning. Empty out the water bowls. 
play with a pup if you've got a pup there, and put your dogs away, etc. Feed the dogs once a day, whatever the dogs need or require. Have them in kennels that are that are that are warm in the winter, cool in the summer. Plant a deciduous tree, a couple of trees in front of the kennels, so that in the winter, when there aren't any leaves on it, the dogs are getting sun, and in the summer there's a ton of shade for the dogs. Just just logical things. Her Give it a scrub. Keep a keep a scrubbing brush at your kennels for your We've been talking about some farmers who don't treat their working dogs very well, but you also must see some lovely people coming. Oh, you through. do! This is a gorgeous story. The other day, I went to pick up a dog, and I had a bit of time up my sleeve, so I called into a cafe to have a cup of coffee. And I'm sitting there, and a, a chap came in, and he is obviously a farmer because they stand out like sore toes, and he came in. And I went out just before he went out, and I looked across and I thought, oh, that's his vehicle, because there weren't any others there. So, And there was two beautiful looking dogs on the back, a heading dog and a hunt away. And their coats were shiny as shiny, and they were well fed. And they were just sitting, they were tied up, admittedly, but they were sitting there very relaxed. They weren't barking, they weren't wound up. They were very relaxed, happy, content dogs. Oh, I'm getting a lump in my throat. And he came out. And I thought to myself, I bet you walk over there and give them a pat. And I watched. And he walked over to the heating dog and he had his little sweet that he'd been given with his cup of coffee and gave it to his heating dog. <laughs> and I wish there was more things like that. I just knew by the look of the man and the look of the dogs that he was going to do something nice. And he did. I'd imagine that you must be quite fussy who you sell dogs to. Very. Very. We have long conversations, and I'm getting worse and worse at it. Um, we have long conversations. I ask them lots and lots of questions and do the best I can, but it's really difficult because you cannot drive for miles and go and view a farm where, there's, where a pup is going to go. If I know that someone mistreats their dogs, they do not get a dog or a pup off me. And I can remember one time... I've actually, there's been quite a few occasions when this has happened and somebody has said to me, oh Anna, I'd like one of your pups. And I've said, no, you're not getting one. Why not? Because you don't look after your dogs. What? I don't look after them. No, you don't. And so they don't get one. Well, Burke Olsen hopes he will. <laughs> nice to meet you at last. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is Carol. Hey, Hello, Carol. you've been hearing about you? me. Hello. This is Father Peter. Hello, Peter. Hi, Hello. Hi, Peter. Hello. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, what we'll do... Burke's driven from Hawke's Bay to Taihape with a view to taking one of Anna's young dogs home. So I'll go and get Ash... Then I'll grab that handful, of, there's a handful of sheep just up on this little bit here. I'll pull them down, I'll get my ropes and poles and things, and then show you what I think you should do when you get him home. Then we can do it at the top of the hill and we can go and muss that big paddock that I did Sounds the other good. day. Sounds good. Hope he goes well. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, I'll go and get my gear. So you're after a dog? Yeah. Yeah, we've been, I've got, had a dog for about, oh, well we're, we're farming in Central Walks Bay, my old dog's about 10, so it's time to replace him, and, and um, I saw Anna's ads, I searched her on the internet actually, and found it there, so we, um, 
I just talked, rang her up, talked to her on the phone, and she had this dog available. So. She doesn't sell dogs to anyone, you know that. No, I know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and I got an interview as well, which was fine. But that's good. That's good. Bit of pride in what you do. That's what it's all about. So we breed, you know, stud cattle, and we're the same with our bulls. You've got a bit of pride in where they go and what they're doing. So, so what are you looking for in a dog? Nature. A nice, a nice nature, and and um, I want an easy a dog that's easy to work. I'm not a really good dog person, so if he wants to, or got a fair idea of what he wants to do, well, that helps my job a fair bit. So he doesn't have to be too fast, but faster than me. <laughs> so what sort of cattle do you have? Polled Herefords, yeah, Polled Herefords, and, and predominantly Romdale ewes. So left. I don't think you'll get through the fence. Sit, sit. Left. Sit. Left. No. Ash. Listen to me. See how he just dropped down then? Yep. So that's what you do. If he's been cocky and smart, point at him. Ash. Listen. And he'll behave himself. Yeah, he's right down <laughs> there, isn't he? He knows, he knows what all his commands mean. He does them most of the time. Um, if he doesn't, it's not because he's disobedient, it's because he's either confused or he'd just love to do that. Yeah. You know, like yesterday when I went with that, if he'd got up from his stay position, it was only because he wanted to be with me. But he didn't. Yeah, yeah. But that's why. Not because I want to be bad, it's I yeah. want to be with you. He's a good, he's an easy dog. Yeah, yeah. He's a very easy dog. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that if he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not like that. Ash, stay. Stay. So anyway, we'll pull those under there, and I'll get them another way, and I'll show you what it is. She talks so quietly to him. She's good, yeah, it's good. But he's just natural, you know, he just wants to do it, doesn't he? So he's just so loyal to her, that's the amazing one. Just, you know. So you'd be your job to get him totally to be that loyal to you. Totally focused to Anna, isn't he? He's just amazing. It's so scary. So, so you're quite interested in him? Yeah, well, he's just quite a nice, friendly-looking dog, so, I, yeah. So for you, temperament's pretty important in a dog. Oh, friend. You know, they've got to be your mate. So they spend a bit of time with you, so, uh, well, 10 years with you, so I think that's really important. That's nice so. to hear, because a lot of people say, it's a lot of people say, oh, they're just a tool. They're yeah, like I a know. hammer. But I had him well. He'd yeah. been well critiqued on the phone. <laughs> Anna Holland and Burke Olsen. And we heard later from Burke that Ash turned out to be both capable and adorable. That story was produced by Carol Stiles and recorded in 2010. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.